Well, hello and welcome to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church member podcast designed to give people the inside scoop on life in our church. Here's our host and lead pastor, Jeff Lockyer. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way, our Southridge member podcast, helping all of us get the inside scoops on the life of our church. Uh, today, in preparation for our annual general meeting in a couple of weeks, we have the chair of our board of elders, someone I get uh, the privilege to work uh, pretty closely with, uh, Joan Hyatt. Joan, welcome back. I know you've been here before, but I want to welcome you again. Thanks, Jeff. How, uh, how are things going in your world these days, 10 months into <laughs> pandemic life? Pandemic life. Isn't that a neat title? Um, yeah, things are going okay. You know what? The truth be told, we um, have had the challenges that some people have had and not nearly as many challenges as others. So all things being equal, we're missing connecting with our kids, but um, it's good. Our world is good. Yeah. Now, as a family therapist, uh, talk about how your work's been going. Have you been exclusive, I guess, in the lockdown, you've been exclusively on Zoom. Is that correct? Um, since Christmas, I've been exclusively on Zoom. Prior to that, I had been back in the office from June until Christmas time, about 50% of the time. So, um, yeah, that was a good thing to do. But um, now we're back. I'm back on Zoom. Um, we're allowed to be in the office, but I'm reluctant to do that, both supporting other people and supporting my household. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when it comes to your household, knowing that you're working out of your home right now, how's it going there? How's it going at home? <laughs> home is good. Home is good. Um, yeah, we're, we're doing lots of walks and watching lots of Netflix and trying not to irritate one another. It's probably not the most valuable thing for a family therapist to say, but it would be really honest. Yeah, yeah. Hard not to binge these days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, let's dive in and uh, talk about this AGM that's coming up in a couple weeks' time. Sure. Uh, our, our members are going to assemble together, as we always do in this annual way. Um, give us a bit of context from your perspective as the board chair. Why does the AGM matter? It's a great question. I think the AGM matters um, primarily because it's an opportunity for the members to really get a handle on and dig into understanding what's going on both in the budget finance world and in the elder renewal world. It's a time when people can um, just hear the nuts and bolts of what's happening. And I I'm wondering, you know, if I'm listening to this as a newer member and I'm thinking about uh, whether I would participate or, or what my role is, um, you know, talk about how the AGM is more than just an update, meaning as members, we have active roles to play. What is our role and why is that critical to the life and health of our of our church? Sure. Members are the final voice in both the budget and the elder um, approval affirmation. Every year we kind of get the opportunity as members to be the person who um, votes on the budget that's presented and 
is in a place of both understanding who the new elders or the re-upping, if you will, elders are going to be, and we get to vote on whether or not we're willing to let them be our leaders. And, you know, we've been talking a lot lately about the church not being a building, but being people. And as people in kind of that group where we are the church, we are a membership of people who need to be responsible for carrying that part of our membership agreement out where we're invested and we're interested and we take part. You talk about these votes, these decisions. Knowing how much happens around Southridge day to day, that is largely the purview of ministries and ministry leaders, and in many cases, staff. And as we've said before, that that ministry that gets run uh, primarily by our staff leaders gets overseen or protected by our board of elders. And so our board of elders makes some critical decisions as well. When it comes to the AGM and these membership decisions, do these votes really matter? Yeah, they really do. Um, they, they matter for a couple. Well, they matter, period. They matter because um, it's an important piece of the discussion. We need to have, we the leadership need to have the backing of the membership to be able to move forward. We care considerably care about people's opinions and their thoughts. And we want to engage people in all of what is Southridge. And that includes kind of making final final votes on things like the budget and the elder re-upping. Yeah, it's an important concept, I think, for all of our members to understand because it gets kind of confusing in what we call a leader-led church. Mm-hmm. Right? A leader-led yeah. church that is staff-driven and elder-protected feels like a certain group of people are going to make all the decisions, which which day-to-day, I would say, is, is generally true. The point, though, is we have a safeguard in this AGM around what in our bylaws we refer to as our core matters, these elder appointments, these budget approvals, where essentially the church has the final authority and final power to veto the decision-making capabilities of the staff-drivenness and elder-protectedness of the other days of the year. Absolutely. And and so, you know, our members don't make a lot of decisions during the year, but our members together make the ultimate decisions to either retain or reject the current systems of decision-making that are in place. And that final authority and that, that veto power on, that, on those core matters, I hope our members can appreciate, is, is quite a significant contribution to the life and health of the church. It's a significant responsibility. And when people wonder about that, Jeff, like we know that affirming eldership means you are making a decision about the people who will protect and direct what's going on with the church staff. And when you're approving a budget, particularly when we're talking about a budget the size we have, it's not without, you know, really great concentration, really great work being put into it. And people need to know what they're approving and why. 
Absolutely. And so I want to dig into both of these subjects a little bit more deeply here so that we can be prepared uh, in advance of the AGM on these topics. So sure. let's start with the whole affirmation of elders piece. Um, you know, one of the key roles is to affirm new or term renewing elders. So first things first, how's the board doing these days? Uh, the board is great. It's a wonderful group of people that you and I get the privilege of working with. Um, the, you know, they've got the same things going on that everyone else does in that we're all a little frustrated that we can't meet together in person. There's some challenges attached to the way we have to meet these days. And, you know, that's that's a challenge. But we're in good shape as a board. I can't tell you how much I appreciate the integrity and wisdom that is around that table. Um, yeah. They're, they're well, good. Oh, I was going to say, what, what uh, as far as the board's work these days, um, for the, those of us who are, don't really sit on that table too frequently or ever, uh, what are some of the big conversations that the board is having right now? Well, people get tired of me saying this, but kind of the, um, the biggest desire, the biggest need we have as elders is to have our ear to the ground and then our ear to heaven and our kind of hand on your back being symbolic of having our hand on the staff's back. And so when I say those three things, we're listening to God, we're listening to the people who are Southridge and we are trying to support um, the folks who work there. Um, we've got some things that are all things COVID. Um, we've had to look at issues like the closure and that hasn't been an easy decision for anybody. Um, really appreciate the fact that people have chimed in in surveys and given us feedback, but that's not been an easy discussion. Um, we are paying attention to what we're referring to as drift and wondering about whether that's, you know, whether it's that people aren't attending church being attending online services or whether that's actually that we're having people drift away from their followership of God. Um, and then there's always the issues that we address all the time, but are more, um, they have been more prevalent now, things like finance and just the health and well-being of our staff. Yeah, it's interesting how much in the past, especially the past four to six months, how much the pulse of our community is an in-depth conversation around the board table. Absolutely. How do we determine it? What do we need to do to discover it or, or find it? Uh, what are we sensing that the pulse is like these days? How are people doing? Where are people at? And, uh, you know, often we've had this ear to the ground review be a relatively quick component of our agenda and yet lately that's been a huge kind of a deep dive just figuring out where everybody's at and and trying to do that in a way that you know is kind of blind because in some ways we don't know we you know we have some sense of where people are in terms of life group activities and we have some sense of where people are in terms of family ministry knowing you know how kids are doing and where they're involved but at one point, I remember you and I having a discussion about, do we even have still have a church out there? 
and it was important to go, yep, we do. You know, we, we've, we know that from some other matrix, things like um, we're still hearing from people online. We're still seeing family videos. We're still getting the clicks on the online services and, you know, the finances. And we'll talk about that, I think, a little bit. But um, we've, we've got some evidence that we're doing okay, but we really, it's really hard to get a good measurement. Yeah, that's been a funny question, hasn't it been? Uh, instead of how our church is doing, do, do we even still have one? Yeah, who are they? <laughs> yeah, I tell some pastor buddies that that's what I'm asking, and they just laugh because they're probably too embarrassed to even say that out loud. Um, final question then, just on this whole idea of, of affirming board members, uh, because we're going to have some of that discussion at the AGM. What would you say, especially in your, your seat as chair, Joan, what would you say you've learned are the most critical ingredients to an effective elder? Yeah. Wow. It's a big question. There are, there are lots of things that a good elder is going to do. We again have to be willing to be humble and we have to be willing to listen. Um, we talked about ear to the ground. You're not just talking about, kind of catching up with somebody, you're really checking in on the pulse of that. There's some shepherding that gets attached to it. But I think, Jeff, for me, the biggest piece is to be willing to work together with a team of people who share this same love for God and for our followership of Jesus and to be willing to lead. Because we can talk about lots of things, but if we're not willing to step up, make the decisions, be prayerful and thoughtful in those decisions, but to act on those decisions, then uh, yeah, it's a problem. I would say in my seat, the, 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 the phrase that's rolling around in my head is kingdom mindedness. Mm, for I, sure. I've often joked about your, your standard prayer of getting out of God's way and into his will. And, you know, we've just come through a month of reading the Sermon on the Mount every day. Yeah. And, learning this prayer in part that prays God your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and, and pretty much every decision and every subject we address begs that question for sure right what is God's will what what would it look like for God's kingdom to come and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven to a greater degree and for me one of the primary filters is just a person whose way of life and whose kind of thought lens is yielded to that objective. That when that is your default, I find you contribute effectively uh, as a, a member of the board of elders. If, you know, it's more of uh, what can I get out of this? Or, you know, which political group do I need to make happy? Or you know, all kinds of different deviations of that. Um, you know, then we have problems in, in trying to make Christ-centered decisions, I would say. So well, and I that think, would be a, a piece. Yeah, I, I would I would add to that too, Jeff, that the balancing act for elders, you know, we we talk a lot at the board about the difference between governance and management. And we aren't managers. We're governing and providing support and protection and direction. But um 
that balancing act between having to care deeply about the minutiae and stay in our own lane doing what it is we're called to do, which is a bigger, bigger, more um, macro version, not the micro version. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that becomes a dance sometimes too, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, let's shift gears and talk money. I know, Joan, that you don't profess to be the strongest board member when it comes to financial management no. issues. No. But, you know, from your seat, how are you feeling about our church finances these days? Um, you know, I, I kind of want to not answer this question because I kind of want to hold it for people to have to come to the AGM to hear. But truthfully, um, I'm feeling very positive about our church finances. I'm thinking that when people get to see um, how our year end has been and what that looks like, they will be just as hopefully delighted and amazed by God's faithfulness as I am. So yeah, I'm, I'm feeling really positive about our finances these days. How about we just leave it as there's some good news and some bad news and yeah. just leave it as the intrigue and hopefully that, that, uh, that draws it's a bit of a crowd. It's called a hook, Jeff. We'll, we'll take <laughs> the hook, right? As, yeah. uh, as we head into the AGM, knowing that we're still in the middle of this global pandemic, um, comment a little bit about the board's thinking on finances and on budget development. Yeah. Um, you know, the, there's a couple of real important things we want to continue to be grateful for and encouraging of the folks who have been generous in their giving and in their giving back to God so that we can do more together than we do individually. We hear that. Um, so we want to encourage people to keep giving. We want to encourage people to hold to the faithfulness of God. And the, the you know, can, there's the flip side of that. That's, that's all good. We also want to be wise because we're fully aware that things have changed dramatically in the last year and that we're nowhere near done this. I don't want to be negative, but there's lots um, down the road that we have to look at. So it's really hard right now to um, figure out just exactly what the financial world will look like in six months, eight months, 10 months. Um, yeah, yeah. We're excited about the fact that because of our staff and because of the wisdom that you guys have brought to it and the discipline that you brought to it, that, you know, unlike many churches, we didn't lay off anybody during this pandemic. We were able to continue to support our staff and their families as they supported the people of Southridge. So it's, it's been, it's, it's a tightrope, but it's, it's, um, yeah, I would just want to encourage people to continue to be faithful in their giving and to be trusting of God's faithfulness for us. Anything, Joan, knowing you have a bit of an insider perspective that you'd want to share that most of us might not appreciate that could help us gain more trust or confidence about the way finances are stewarded at Southridge? You know, the thing that I didn't know about it, Jeff, when I came on the board was, first of all, you're absolutely right. I would not profess to be the strongest board member when it came to financial issues. But what I wasn't aware of was 
how many layers there are to the planning and the understanding and the management of the finances, how each area has its own budget and its own careful planning and how much wisdom is put into it. So there's, there's that, there's the piece that says, this is how we make a budget to, to make the church work um, both in our missional work, which is a high value, and in our kind of day-to-day -day operations and running and staffing. Um, the, the thing that I wasn't aware of was that there is kind of a three-layer. The staff is responsible for their budget and ultimately to their supervisor and their supervisor to you. You're responsible to us at a board level, and we hear monthly about what's going on with finances. There isn't a check that is written at the church that isn't seen by elder eyes. Um, that we had uh, up until recently, Dan Durstein did that. He checked out every check that was going out. And we have an auditor who finally looks at how we do how we do our finances and how worthy they are of trust. I think those are those are all pretty important layers to knowing that it's it's not something that's casual and it's not something that's sloppy. Appreciate that. Um, let's shift gears again then and talk about this year's AGM via Zoom. Uh, this is going to be. Uh, an unprecedented, let's call it an experiment. <laughs> it yeah. gets you out of trouble if you call it an experiment. Uh, yeah. How are you feeling? First things first, how are you feeling about conducting an EGM via Zoom? Uh, I have a mix of, oh, this is going to be fun, and oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? Um, it's an opportunity to be creative, so I'm excited about that. And we have some pretty creative minds who are helping to support the kind of experiment, as you call it. Um, I think that it's an opportunity for us to do it differently and maybe do it better. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it at that level. If I'm a member and I'm listening to this and I spend my days on Zoom and find myself Zoomed out, what would you say to me thinking about a 3 p.m. Sunday afternoon and the idea of going back on Zoom for a Southridge AGM? I would say that I get it. Um, I spend probably um, 30 hours a week on Zoom. And that's not counting my church hours, that's just counting my work hours. Um, so I get Zoomed out, but I also would wanna say, um, this is an opportunity as, as we go back to our very front end conversation to engage and be affirming of elders and appro you know approving of the budget, just getting engaged. And we're not talking about six hours. We're going to try and keep it tight and make it informative and make it interesting. So, uh, you know, zoomed out, I get, but I would encourage people to want to give it a shot anyway. Yeah, if you've ever been to an AGM, I mean, they're they're quick and hopefully painless as it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're not going to drag this out for anyone who's kind of on the fence and participating. Exactly. Uh, anything, anything about online AGM that you're actually looking forward to? 
I I think that there's there's like I say an opportunity to do it differently. But the one of the things that I'm kind of looking forward to is that I think it will be able to be more inclusive. I think there are people who might normally not get to an AGM because they have small children or you know physical challenges that are going to be able to um, show up, if you will. I think it, it opens the door for more people who are members to attend. And if I can get my plug in now, that would be the thing that I would say. Would I would want people to, if they haven't affirmed their membership or renewed their membership, that they would do so, so that they can be a part of this discussion. Yeah, I'm hoping for that too, that this provides, like we've seen with the online services, uh, you know, we consider it an option B, and yet it does provide a greater degree of accessibility. And if uh, the AGM can provide that for some new people, that would be terrific. Um, and we have no concern about the weather, Jeff. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to get snowed in. Exactly. Um, final question about the AGM then. For yep. church members, especially newer church members, anything that a church member can do to best prepare to participate, particularly in this online version of an AGM? Sure. Um, yeah, I, the first thing that I would ask and and be very sincere about asking is that people would be prayerful, that they would engage in praying for um, those of us who are in, involved in it, but that they would also be prayerful that, to um, ask that God would include and add to our numbers and be a part of that. The other is that when you get your kind of Zoom invitation as a member, you'll, you'll get some paperwork that's attached, information about the budget, information about um, the elder who is re-upping. So read that, be informed, Go, you know, come into the meeting with as much understanding as you can. Yeah, we will send uh, preparatory materials out, including yeah. all the budget detail and everything. So uh, if people want to get curious, uh, certainly read through it and know what it is that you're approving and, and affirming in those votes. Mm -hmm. uh, vote from an informed place. That's great. Uh, let's wrap things up, Joan. As we look to the weeks and the months ahead, even post-AGM, just a few uh, shotgun questions here. Uh, number one, how, how are you feeling about the emerging availability of a vaccine? Um, I'm excited for, for it. I'm, you know, listening to different perspectives. Um, but from my personal opinion, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to, um, it being available to anyone who wants it. And I'm hopeful that it will help kind of change the direction of this thing that we call COVID. Yeah. In relation to that, how are you feeling about the the timeline or our sense of timeline for reopening our large group in-person weekend services? Yeah, crystal ball would be really helpful for that. Um, I, I don't know when that would be, Jeff, but what I do know is that we as a board have felt very strongly that the when is when it's safe to do so based on what people who are in the public health world tell us and when it's appropriate for us to do in terms of being good neighbors and caring people who don't want anybody getting sick because we're too soon or too eager. Um, 
we need to protect the folks who live in our shelter at Glenridge. We need to protect the folks who would come to services and we need to be good stewards in our community around that and, and make sure that we're making decisions that are good for um, people outside of us. It can't be a selfish I want. It needs to be a very considered how will this work and what's best. Yeah, um, yeah, and that'll, that'll continue to be our heart and our, our values as a leadership. Absolutely. Uh, as, we're, as we're navigating through this uh, emergence of a vaccine and, you know, a, a, a changing threat, especially to higher risk populations that potentially opens things up a little bit and gives us some capacity to open things up. Um, what makes you most nervous about our church's future? Are you carrying any anxieties or, uh, you know, nervousness about where we're headed? I'm really not. I'm, I'm looking forward to what it looks like. And I think that that has a, just a myriad of questions attached to it. I know that um, transitioning back into in-building services will be an exciting time. I'm ex excited for that. I know that for many people, the online services have been an amazing gift and wondering what that looks like, how we do church in that way. I am so excited and and not nervous, but um, kind of in an anxious, looking forward way to what church will look like in you know a post-pandemic world. And I, just for the record, I'm not a huggy, touchy person, and I'm looking forward to getting back to church and getting hugged. Yeah, it has less to do with in my mind, how church will be different and more to do with how we as humans will be different. How much more we'll appreciate each other, how much uh, you know, uh, more grateful we'll be to see each other and to have the opportunity to see each other. I, uh, I, I'm with you. I'm looking forward to that as well. So, uh, Joan, any final encouragements or challenges to our members listening when it comes to making the most of our AGM and even beyond uh, for this year? I think the thing that I've heard recently and I've listened to people talk about is participation versus just being an observing attendee or kind of recently I heard fan versus follower, right? And I would really want to encourage people to engage in the, what does it mean to be a follower of Christ? What does it mean to look forward to what God is going to do, not just at Southridge, but in all of the areas that we reach out to and touch in the lives of the people who attend Southridge, in the lives of the people who we support, um, both here and internationally. Um, so I would just want to encourage people to come out and, and be a part of the AGM as a first step of that, to find in the middle of this, the optimism and the hopefulness and the just the, the I can't wait for, to see what God's up to next opinion. Um, just want to encourage people to be a follower and a participant and a really engaged participant. 
Awesome. Well, I appreciate uh, the way that you've participated in these podcasts. I know you come and visit uh, probably a couple times a year. And so every yeah. six months or so, you get to lend your voice uh, to the life and direction of our church. Appreciate that very much. And well, uh, appreciate the role that you play in sharing this group of people that play that that oversight guardian uh accountability role that is so critical in the life of our church as the chair of our board of elders so uh thanks for being here joan and okay. thanks to all of you for uh thanks to all of you for joining in and uh, we'll see you again next week as we continue finding our way together take care everyone